Hi, and welcome to the first ever episode of What the Trope, where in the world of podcasts, we go through our favorite and less favorite fanfic tropes, discover them, their history, and their overall reception. It feels strange saying this for the first time ever, but hi, I'm Emilka, sometimes known as Iwakiwi. I'm 23, I'm from Poland, and sometimes I think of myself as one-man army, but without the gun. <laughs> I draw, I read too many fanfics at times, I write fanfics, and I will be your bi-weekly host of this. I would call it a monstrosity in the making. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> because when I did the research for upcoming episodes, I realized that there are so many tropes in the fanfic community. There are so many of them as people who write them. Like, actually, slow burn, been there, done that too many times. And the gratification of their first kiss is just chef's kiss. Fake dating, we love this stuff. I, I know we love this stuff. There was only one bad, guys. <laughs> just think about it. Like, any trope. There are many of them. Like, too many sometimes. <laughs> but to fully dive into the world of tropes, we need to establish what actually is a trope. And if you think... I'm going to pull the semi-scientific definition right now. You are absolutely right. <laughs> and as much as I would like to give you an article written by an esteemed professor from Harvard, that I won't do because sadly no one at Harvard academically reads fanfiction. <laughs> But if you study at Harvard and read fanfiction, like, DM me. I, I would like to hear the story of, of how it started, really. <laughs> However, TV Tropes, aka the Wikipedia of pop culture, as they call themselves on their website, has some definitions. According to them, a trope is, and I quote, a storytelling device or a shortcut for describing situations the storyteller can reasonably assume the audience will recognize. And to be completely honest with you, I agree with this definition to some extent, because it of course can be a shortcut, but then how many of us read a 100,000 words fanfic based solely on one trope being explored above and beyond, right and left, making it stand out even more. I know I did. <laughs> Tropes are here to establish a vibe, which in some major plot twist can be twisted upside down. We started reading a fic because we've seen the tag and then by fifth chapter, we scroll up and see at the top of the page this bolded sentence that the author decided not to use archive wordings. And 
to some readers it can be a red flag. Me, personally, I love when creators don't use archive tags. But connecting that with the trope that we have seen in the tag, we can really find interesting stories. Also, side note, can you imagine a story without any tropes, like at all? Short answer coming from me who researched that topic for you would be no, you can't. And I could just leave you with that, but when you think about it more and more, it's not entirely impossible? Question mark? Just think about something so absurd and unpredictable that you can't even imagine it. <laughs> Nothing is logical. Nothing connects. And when you think you have found this fanfic without any tropes, I pull out my slightly outdated copy of Colin's dictionary. Go to the letter P and read Pythonesque denoting any kind of humor that is absurd and unpredictable, zany, surreal. If you are, in any way, shape or form, familiar with Monty Python, you know what I'm going to reference next, and that would be Monty Python's Flying Circus. The definition of Pythonesque humor. That's when it all started. That's when it became a word in a dictionary. <laughs> it's not like the jokes didn't land, they just didn't have a punchline and that made them absurd and chaotic, but in its chaoticness, also intelligent. And you know what? Work being Pythonesque is, in fact, a trope. Why? Because going back to our established definition, absurdity and abstractiveness is what the reader recognizes. One could decide to write a story without dialogues, characters even, or <laughs> entire plot whatsoever. And guess what? We call this trope, no plot, no problem. You see what I did here? The work without any tropes would be just a purple prose. And that term goes as far back as Horace and his Ars Poetica. And when I tell you him referencing purple patches, a sign of pretentiousness and wannabe wealth in the Roman Empire, put onto wavy openings and grand declarations. It feels like he's referencing a filler episode 2000 years before they even happened. Or, to put it in a modern setting, purple prose is just nothing. Nothing interesting, nothing readable. So the story without tropes can become just that. <laughs> Unless... You are writing purple prose for purpose. And then, you guessed it, it's a trope, period. So, next time someone tells you that fanfics aren't real fiction, just tell them that, in fact, purple prose 
is not real fiction, and quote Horace. Worked for me one too many times when I was caught by my friends reading fan fiction on a party. <laughs> because sometimes I just sit on the party and I just don't want to socialize. And I go to AO3, open it, look for the tag. And then they see me scrolling through my phone and ask me who I'm texting and I'm just sitting there like... You know what? Like I'm not texting anybody. Can we just go with our conversation further, you know? <laughs> I digressed so hard, but I hope you see what I mean. It's not that tropes are good or bad. Nothing in this world is entirely good or bad. They exist because without them we won't have any kind of fiction. We need to treat them as tools as an expectation even. Let's take one trope I referenced earlier. Only one bed. It can start many ways. One key. Not enough rooms in the hotel. A simple mistake in reservation, right? You see the tag. You immediately know they have to share a room. Maybe they hate each other. And that would fuel the tension that was circling around them. Or maybe they are just friends and it's here for comedic purposes. Maybe they are long time crushes and this one fucking bed will make their dreams come true. Ever heard the story? I will answer for you, you definitely did. Because it's a tool to push the story further, to catch your attention and establish the plot. We know there was only one bed, but then will they both sleep in it? Or maybe one goes on the floor or a couch. That's for the author to decide. Whichever it is, it sticks. And hey, we might think it's cliche, but... Here I am with another definition for you. A cliché is an element of artistic work, saying or idea that has become overused to the point of losing its original meaning or effect, even to the point of being trite or irritating. Not all tropes are cliché. Of course, some of them are played by the scheme we've seen thousands of times. But among those thousands, you can always find the one, the gem, the diamond in the rough. And <laughs> I feel like I don't need to convince you. There's always this one fan fiction that breaks out of the cliche prison. And it's carried so well that we actually start to think that the plot point is not that bad in itself. And it wasn't just written to suit our likings earlier. And we have found it, like this one fanfic that turned us 180. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take one of my guilty pleasures, for example. I am going to expose myself so hard right now. We have a flower shop tattoo shop AU. Gentle florist falls for edgy tattoo artists from across the street. If you or 
granted or threw up even. First of all, I heard that. <laughs> and second of all, I know. <laughs> I have seen this one too many times myself and it almost always ends the same way. Either the tattoo artist goes soft or the florist goes 100% feral. Is it a cliche? <laughs> Absolutely. But then there's this one scenario where they don't change their personalities. Moreover, their fight with each other, slowly shifting from mortal enemies from down the street to somehow friends and maybe even lovers. Maybe there's a robbery. Maybe there's a minor character death. And by the time you get interested in this sudden change of events, it stops being a cliche and goes back to being a trope. Because we knew how the scenario started, but the ending is that much more unexpected. And when I tell you everything can become a trope, I was digging as far back as 2016, which was five years ago, and one Vox article came up in which they referenced BBC's Sherlock in some twisted way. A trope created by fans of the show portraying Watson as a hedgehog. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen to the end. Portraying Watson as a hedgehog was used by creators of the show. And I know it might not make sense at first, but then we check all of the definition boxes. A storytelling device or a shortcut for describing situations? Actually, why not? When we put some of Hedgehog's features or behaviors onto John Watson, when it becomes apparent how he would react based solely off of an animal? And can the storyteller reasonably assume the audience will recognize the situation? Also, yes. Judging by how widely spread the meme about comparing Martin Freeman as John Watson to Hedgehog was. On top of that, I think some of you know about the meme comparing Benedict Cumberbatch to otters. Same thing. <laughs> I think in that case scenario, we can safely say that the target audience, the Sherlock fandom, will easily recognize the situation. And we surround ourselves with tropes all the time, even if we are not reading the fanfiction itself. Fandoms are using tropes even for meme purposes, which Asia Romano, or Asia Romano, God, I hope I pronounce it right, <laughs> from Vox, explored it in 2019, in their fandom's new ship dynamics meme is all about our fave romantic tropes article, we take a generic trope. For example, bubbly person A and grumpy person B. It's a trope and we know how they would play out in this situation instantly. It's amazing in its simplicity. And that's what kind of pushed me to bring what the trope to life. I want to show you the trope, the base, 
the plot points most often made and make it make sense in your heads. Because everything we read is some kind of trope. We just need to see it, acknowledge it and play with it. And play along even. And that's what we are going to do in upcoming episodes. I hope you will stick around and discover some of our favorite fanfic tropes with me. Also, podcast self-promo right now. You can go to Twitter, write what the trope without the double T, only one T in the middle. I'm sorry, I had to do it that way. And follow the podcast account for any upcoming updates. And I guess we will hear each other next time. Bye.